Coming to the stage is a man who has encouraged and inspired millions around the world through his gift of music. He's won over 20 Dove Awards, 16 Grammys, more than 20 Stella Awards, American Music Award, a Soul Train Award, and that's just a few of his accomplishments. He's collaborated with the top artists in gospel, hip-hop, R&B, as one of the inaugural inductees into the Black Music Entertainment Walk of Fame. Truly is a man with a heart and love for all of God's people. Please help me welcome to the stage <laughs> the living legend himself, Kirk Franklin. Clap it up. Josh Marquita. Reese, you can clap. Don't don't be don't not clap. Kirk Franklin, how are you today, sir? I'm doing good, man. We're here on location at your studio in Dallas. Man, thank you for coming oh, down. No, thank you for allowing you. us. Kirk looked out for me when I did my uh, creators conference. He was the biggest person we had on there, star-wise. He did it for free because he was like, Kev, I love you, man. I'm so glad we're best friends. And I was like, you're welcome, Kirk. No, man, that was, that was fun, too. It was a good time. We'll talk about fun. that, too. All right, Kirk, we're going to start back in the beginning. What was it like to be a young Kirk growing up in Texas in the 70s? It was hell. <laughs> <laughs> it was utter hell, even though... Uh, you know, there was always music kind of like in the air, but, mm -hmm. but, you know, uh, I grew up with a lot of issues coming mm -hmm. up as a kid, uh, being adopted, being abandoned, uh, uh, church was not cool in the seventies. Mm -hmm. So there were so many, uh, variables that, that, that really created more trauma than, than they did, uh, a real, really healthy mentally emotionally uh, uh stable place it wasn't mm -hmm. mentally emotionally stable and so i i i struggled as a young man mm -hmm. but but what really got me through a lot was um my imagination mm -hmm. i had an incredible imagination i had a i had a, a uh, secret friend really that would come out of the uh the the washing machine I'm serious. It was like a little. It it was like a little ghost boy, and and for some reason I can always see him coming out of the washing machine as a little boy. Really? Like, yeah. It's because you know, like we had one of them little, you know, little bitty hood houses. You know what I'm saying? Like a little trap house. Yeah. And my bedroom, you could you could you could see the washing machine from my bed. Uh, and so at night I would see this little ghost come out. And so Do you talk to the ghost? Mm -hmm. Did he talk, talk back? No, he wouldn't talk back, Kev. You know, you trying to make me. No, I don't. I don't know how imaginary you're. You maybe know, you had a really vivid imagination. You know, yeah, you know, but I ain't, I ain't, I ain't gonna make you feel. Make me feel like I need, like, like I've been drinking. Probably <laughs> <that I'm interviewed. laughs> and then I would go on top of the roof once again because it was a, you know, mm -hmm. it, it was a little trap house. As I would go on top of the roof at night, and I would have conversations with God. As a little kid, I would have these real conversations with God as a little boy, and they were very, very real for me. Like you know, I didn't have a daddy, didn't have siblings. Well, I had a half sister, but I didn't see her much. Right. And so you know, my my conversations with God were very, very real friendship conversations. So even as a little boy, me and God really became good friends. I'll never forget being about 12, 12, 12 13 years old, Christmas Eve. 
And uh, I went outside because there was really nothing up under the tree. Right. <laughs> and 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 I remember looking up in the sky and saying, happy birthday, Jesus. You know. Really? Yeah, yeah. So it was a personal relationship. <laughs> and 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 I and I didn't have the language for that. But, right. But but yeah, look looking back now, it was uh, he 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 was pulling my heart at a very young age. Wow. So is it true you, you started off you were born Kirk Mathis mm-hmm. and then your name changed to Kirk Smith mm-hmm. and then when your grandmother adopted you, she you took her late husband's last name, Franklin. Yeah. And and she wasn't my grandmother. She is I don't know if, if she was biological, but she uh was considered my great 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 aunt. Oh really? But uh, but I don't know if it was biological. Is I don't know if it was by marriage or whatever it was. Mm. I don't know. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. we've all just been saying Kirk's grandmother, and we've been wrong just because of her age. Ah, got you know, it. Is because which 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 would be a natural response, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, but no, I uh, I was four and she was sixty four when she adopted me. Mm. So you know, it looked like my grandmama. Got it, got it. So did those name changes, did that like have an impact on you, like any identity things or anything like that, or or did it not affect you? Well, is I had identity issues, but it but it had nothing to do with the names because those happened so early on in my life. Got it. Yeah, like, you know, like I said, by the time I was Franklin, I was four. Okay, so that's so, all you really know. Mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm, yeah. so did she, you know, we, we, we've, we've heard, our producers has done the research, mm-hmm. that she would recycle newspapers and cans to pay for your piano lessons? Yeah, man. Did you feel like you like owed it to her to to make it because of you know the sacrifice she made? You know, to to be honest with you, uh, because we were not having that type of language in my home, like mm-hmm. like 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 uh, the lady that that adopted me. Think about it; she was she she was born in nineteen oh eight. Wow! So the conversations of what do you want to be? What are you going to do? You can do anything. You know, those are not the conversations. Like there was never any inspirational. I believe in you. You're going to make a type of conversation I ever heard. Like I never heard those type of things as a kid. So um, I, I was taking piano lessons, but I hated taking piano lessons. It's it's because that's not what the cool kids were doing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, all the cool kids were playing throw up tackle and I would have to go take piano lessons at four o'clock on Fridays. And, you know, that just wasn't sexy, <laughs> you know, when was, you know, was nothing sexy about playing the piano at church then, right. you know, it only made sense. Uh, is I remember my first time going to a kid's summer camp and I, and I still had to be under 10 mm. and I'll never forget there was a piano there. Now, I couldn't play basketball like the other kids. I couldn't do all the, you know, like this was like a hood summer camp. Right. right. And I can do any of that stuff because, as you can see, ladies and gentlemen, I've probably been this size since I said hello to this earth, you know. <laughs> so, you know, I just never was really good in sports like that. Right. You know, I was good in track because I was always running for my life. Right. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, as I'll never forget that this summer camp program was in a building had a piano in the corner Mm. and 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 i'll never forget a day and it really 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 it really played out for me like a movie all the kids were playing all the cute girls were looking at the boys playing sports you know i mean all the time i was always invisible in every room i was in because nobody paid attention to me until i touched the piano Mm. and i touched the piano and i remember playing either a michael jackson song or the theme song for from fame 
I want to live forever. <laughs> and, and I just remember in less than 30 seconds, every kid was in that room around that piano dancing. Wow. And that's when I, that's when I remembered that, oh, when I do this, I'm no longer invisible. Oh, I like that. So did it click? Like, did that click in your mind when you went to your next piano lesson? Like, okay, I need to, this is my thing. This is my basketball. No, 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 no. Is I think that that still takes a lot of discipline. You know, that, that, that I was too young to connect those dots, but the, the dots that connected quick for me had to do with my childhood deficiencies, lack of attention. Mm -hmm. So all I remember more than anything was the attention. And so at a very young, early age, I developed the, the uh, bad gift of performing. Yeah. If, 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 if that makes sense in the context. Absolutely. And so instead of being a person, I became a performer. Yeah. yeah. So did that, has that carried on throughout? It, it has, it has. I've had to really, really learn. And, 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 and I started learning in my late twenties after I really got up under a really, really great man that started to father me in my faith, Dr. Tony Evans. Mm -hmm. And, uh, he asked me, he said, he, he said, uh, uh, who's Whitney Houston? And, and at that time she was still alive. And, and, and I said, she, she's a singer. He said, no, that's what she does. That's not who she is. Yeah. Uh, who's and he named somebody else. I'm like, well, they're an actor. It's like, no, that's what they do. It's not who they are. And he's and and he started teaching me about identity, and that a lot of people become human doings and never human beings, and that our identity for 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 a a person of faith, you, your identity is in your new birth experience, right. And so that changed the trajectory of my thinking. Now, mind you, because I was still jumping on stage, it has been harder for me at times to sometimes adopt that because it takes a minute to reverse bad, bad learning. Absolutely. And so I've spent the rest of my life from that moment at 28 trying to reverse bad programming. And, wow. and some days I'm good at it and some days I'm not. That's, that's amazingly insightful. I'm learning so much. We're only about the fifth question, Marquita Bradley. Did you know Kirk was going to do us like this here? You ain't know Kirk was going to do it? I ain't know Kirk was going to do well, it. Well, you know, brothers and sisters, this is what I do. This I is just... what Kirk does. <laughs> <laughs> so people might be shocked to know this, but you used to be a break dancer. Kid Fresh. When you were Kid Fresh. Kid Fresh. Talk, tell us about Kid Fresh. Man, let me tell you something about Kid Fresh, boy. <laughs> Kid Fresh used to walk around the neighborhood with the cardboard. I had a Jerry curl. Oh man! I gotta let me this. let me tell you something. I man, I could break that. I could rap. I used to rap at the skating ring. Nineteen eighty four. Well, at uh, 19, 1980, uh, uh, 84, 88, I rap. Uh, no, no, yeah, but eighty four. Ronald Reagan is no friend of mine. The man keeps wasting all my time. Uh, 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 uh. He won't give us black people no slack. Every time I turn around, he's on my back. Yeah, okay, man. Kid yeah, Fresh. man. Yeah, man. I, I used to remember yeah. that. Because that was like one of my first raps. <laughs> and it was my first rap that everybody go, ooh. Right. Yeah. Yeah, man. So do you still have any of those moves? You Can, can you do the hel helicopter or anything like that? I won't. <laughs> 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 I won't. <laughs> Your mind still can do it. Your body be like, hey, man, it ain't 1984 no more. About to be 2024. Um, so take me back to you at 11 years old. How did you end up directing the choir at, at 11 years old? 
I have no idea. I shouldn't have been doing it. I shouldn't have been doing it. But there was a church that was going out of town and their musician got sick. There was a lady that had heard about me doing playing the piano somewhere. And she asked my mother, Gertrude, uh, do you think that maybe they, that, he, that he can play for our church on, on this trip? That church was going to Austin. Mm-hmm. And I was about, yeah, I, I, yes, I was 11 years old. You're, you're 11, your first, the first part of your sixth grade year, right? Yep. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Like 11, 12, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was 11 years old and this church needed a musician for this trip. And I went and I played for them one Sunday and they loved me and they gave me a job. I was making $25 a week. Do you know how many lemon heads and Chico sticks that an 11 year old kid can get sugared up on? Bro, bro, I had $25 of my own money at 11. That's a lot of money, though. Bro, really? That's $100 a month for like a hood kid. The church gonna do all right by you if you can play them keys, man. They ain't they gonna, gonna do nothing else on nobody else. <laughs> you play them keys, they, they gonna do you. Listen, gonna do all right. Listen, listen. They don't care how you live or what you <laughs> else you do, but you come and play this piano. <laughs> we don't care about your spiritual life, your sex life. You just come play these pianos. <laughs> just be good in here. Just be good in here. We, we ain't asking about your soul, your salvation, nothing. Just play this piano. <laughs> oh my gosh So I know you start writing songs when you're, when you're young Is it true that one of the first songs you ever did Was reworking the Elton John song Benny and the Jets And you called it Jesus is coming back He's coming back I said he's coming back I know that Jesus is coming back bum, 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 bum. He said that he is coming back Dun, 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 dun. Yes sir so, yes, sir. Got a lot of kisses from the girls. Yeah. On that, one. that was one of my hits. Got a lot of sugar. Nice, nice young Hispanic young lady to, to, to tell me how to tongue kiss in the uh, the back of the gym on that one. Yes, sir. Off the gospel music. If you're listening, thank you. <laughs> changed, changed my life. That tongue, that French kiss changed my life. I've been in a storm ever since. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean one of the things you're most known for is you know tongue kissing no, no I, I, I that's what I'm known for tongue kissing that's what everybody say that's what they say that's what the people say that's what the blogs say <laughs> oh but it's tongue kissing it? oh my gosh <laughs> what's your question I'm but sorry. I was saying you you're you're known for like reimagining music that we know is that like an innate thing in you I think it is, is, is that it's something that I was doing all the time. Um, it's because I was really influenced by, by like popular music. Like I didn't know much about gospel music, it, it, you know, um, um, coming, coming up in the seven, I'm, I'm the only thing I knew was maybe like the Commodores, Jesus is Lord. Yeah. But I was influenced by popular music. I was, I was influenced by what I was listening to on the radio and I, w- I was playing songs at church, but I was playing the songs I had to learn for church, right? For choir rehearsal, but mm-hmm. but it uh, it it wasn't until I trusted Christ with my heart that 
at the age of 15, a friend of mine got shot and killed. And that, 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 that just changed the trajectory of my entire life. And then from there, that's when the light went off. Mm. So tell me how that, how that, you know, traumatic event switched you over. Was it like, did you see yourself in that potential tragedy? Did you, you know, like, what was it that, that happened that switched it off for you or switched it on for you? Well, you know, you know, there, there, there can be a, 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 a sense of healthy fear. You know, it's the same type of fear that you want your child to have if he has a screwdriver and he's next to an electric socket. Right. You know what I mean? You don't want your kids living in fear, but there are certain things that you want them to have a healthy fear of. Right. You know, you know, you know, you, 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 you want them to have a healthy fear walking across the bridge, you know, to be Mm -hmm. careful. And so, um, I, um, I, I had a fear of the life that I was living because I was raised with so much, of a lack of supervision as hood kids in the Mm seventies, you know, we got into a lot of trouble. Yeah. Learned a lot of bad habits. Somebody, uncle, you know, some, when your homeboy got an uncle, you know, you know, you know, got that stash of dirty magazines Mm -hmm. and, or, you know, you plan high and go get it with, you know, some girl. Yeah. You know, I played a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I tried to get it every now and then I didn't get it. You know, so all you do is you draw hunch. You hunch it. Oh, that would get a lot of hunch. Yeah. A lot of hunch and burn your, your leg on your jeans. You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. Clothes burning. That's what they called it. You had to get some mercure comb for your thigh. (laughs) You had to hurt a mercure comb. (laughs) So, you know, I, um, you know, learned a lot of bad habits. and, And so, and then, you know, you know, and then because I was trying to fight, once again, your generation, you know, as as twenty years, y'all walking around with the WWJD bracelets on. Mm-hmm. Th- there was there was this pivot where Christianity at a moment had a cool moment. Yeah. So you could do some cool things, you know. It 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 was the advent of Christian hip hop and yeah. the WWJD bracelets and different things. But in the seventies there was nothing that could identify you being part of the culture as a Christian. So you had to live a life of rebellion a lot. So, you know, I was trying to smoke with the fellas, drink with the fellas. So when my friend got shot and killed, I knew innately that the life that I was living was very hypocritical. Mm-hmm. It, it 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 was not the life I was hearing about in the music at church. Yeah. It was it was not the life that I could hear Gertrude singing about around the house. You know, so when my friend got killed, that pulled my heart. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget it was the summer of 1985, and I got on uh, my knees in Gertrude's den. You know, that that was that was the back in the day when people had dens. Yeah, <laughs> and, with the big Bible. Yeah, with, <laughs> with the big Bible and the TV on top of the TV. Yeah, right, yeah. Right, right. And and I just remember getting on on my knees, and I, and I remember being being very close, to saying something like, "Lord, I don't know much about you, mm. but I know that how I'm living is not right, and I want to know you as as." as my savior and, 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 and I want to live different and, and I want to accept you in my heart as my savior. And the reason why I remember that is because I remember that. Right. Right. You know, like even at 52, I can tell you what I said. Then as a 15 year old, I remember the summer. I remember the year. It's because I remember it changing my life. Yeah. And, and I just remember like the next day or so, uh, hooking up with the homies and it was passing the blunt. And as much as I was a people impressor trying to perform and make people like me, when the blunt came my way, I just remember looking. It was the most beautiful, vivid sunset I'd ever seen. And I just remember in so many words saying, now I'm good. Wow. 
And that was big for me because I was a people pleaser. Yeah. And didn't want to be the punk in the circle, right? You know what? I'm going to tell you a story. This is absolutely true. You just reminded me of it. Um, I remember when I was in high school, <clears throat> I was on the basketball team. Uh, I had nothing to do with what I was saying, but I was riding the bus home. I just want you to know I was on the basketball team. But <laughs> yeah, skills. CD players had just got up to 30 second no skip. And we was like, I mean, technology will never get further than this. <laughs> you know what I could do in 30 seconds? And I remember my, my boy was like, what you listen to, man? You listen to Outkast, Feral Monarch. What is it? And I was like, Kirk. And he was like, what? Kirk for you listen to, hey, y'all, you listen to Kirk. And I was like, nah, bro, Kirk, cool. And then the person in the back was like, nah, Kirk kind of slapped, bro. And it was like, nah, man, Kirk, cool. And then the dude who tried to start the whole thing was like, Oh yeah, man, Kirk's cool. So it was like uh, Kirk was the one thing that everybody was like, "That's that's Kirk." You know, this that ain't, is amazing. This ain't you know Andre Crouch. They would still laugh. I love Andre. No disrespect, Richard Smallwood. Same thing. That is amazing. But Kirk was like, you've always been that bridge to where like, nah, man, this is Kirk. Everybody knows Kirk. And the crazy thing, this next question brings me to 1992. When we were young, we all thought Kirk is 30, 40 years old. You were 22. I was a youngin. 22? Mm-hmm. Like, what is that like? You know, you got Joy, your first song comes out in 1992. You're 20. No, 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 no. Oh, Joy comes out in 91. I was 21 years old. 21? When, when Joy comes out. A uh, song before that, it was a song called Every Day with Jesus with the DFWS choir. I, w- I, was, I, w- I was 20. Yeah, I, w- I was just young, man, and God was, he, he was like loaning me joints. <laughs> God was loaning me joints, man. And, and, and you know, it was the way, like, songwriting for me is such a sensitive space because I'm very clear that I'm just in the room. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just in the room. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the room to get a chance to, uh, uh, to just inhale what God's cooking, right? right? You know, you know, and 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 to just observe what's happening. Um, and so these songs that God has loaned me through throughout my entire life has been a very humbling thing, but it's been a dichotomy. Okay. It's because I think that you know, Kevin, hear me on this, and I'm on, and 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 I'm and I'm and I'm, I'm, I'm gonna try to give you a context that maybe you have not maybe heard from those in a faith-based space. I want to take a break from this show and talk to you about BetterHelp. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Listen, relationships take work, especially the most important one, the one with yourself. Look, a lot of us will drop anything and everything to go help someone we care about. We'll go out of our way to treat people well, but how often do we just give ourselves the same treatment? Self-care is more than massages and getting a Hanacure and a Fetacure. It's about investing yourself like therapy, coaching, okay? Not just the softness of your hands and feet, okay? And I'm a BetterHelp alum. Now, I'm, con- I'm a continuing student right now. I be, don't, I, be, I be going to therapy. I got therapy at 6 o'clock. It's 4. I got to finish this show right now so I could get to the therapy. Yeah, I could. This month, BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you that you matter just as much as anyone and everyone else does. And therapy is a great way to make sure you show for yourself, all right? And I told you about myself. Me and my wife are in couples therapy. I'm in personal therapy. Personal therapy. I also love it because my therapist was about 25 minutes away, no traffic, sometimes a longer, never shorter. And I'm a busy person. So being able to go into the garage or the bathroom or my office and just therapize, I'd be so happy about it. I love saving time and still getting the full value of what I get. 
All right. BetterHelp Online Therapy offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to or if you're ugly or if your hair is messed up. It's so much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp Online Therapy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and coming to the stage listeners to get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash stage. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash stage. And now back to the show. The dichotomy is, Kev, is that people that curate Christian content like music and you become a gospel artist or, or a Christian artist, you are now taking something that you say God gave you and, and is a part of your worship as part of your life. And now it becomes part of capitalism. It becomes part of commerce. Mm -hmm. And then now it's on the charts and your song may be above someone else's under someone else's and then you get a nomination and all that and so all of that has a hidden area that contaminates that moment when you first got it yeah yeah and so you live in this space of a dichotomy there's a conundrum that that i'm going to be very uh cocky to say that if christian artists and gospel artists are not living in that conundrum something's not right. Mm. What do you mean by that? That something about their spirit, that, 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 that we are called to live in. Like when you even look at somebody like Paul, Paul, uh, what well, was Apollo Peter, Peter, they said, you know, look, look at, look at all these epistles that these cats were writing. They were calling us strangers and aliens. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That we are, you know, like refugees, we're in a foreign land. This right. is not our home. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So when you see a Negro like flexing a little too much, a little too comfortable, he's gotten comfortable in a land that's not his. Yeah. That we should always live in attention. That if you're not living in attention, you're not being used. No, mm -mm. that either you're too comfortable in the church or you're too far out in the world that we should always be living in a tension of look, look at Paul, the things I want to do, the things I don't do. Oh, yeah. wretch, you know what I'm saying? Like, 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 like when you look at all of the authors of the canons of scripture, they were always living in tension. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we live based off what they cooked now two millennia later. Right. Right. And, and so what I'm saying is that gospel artists, Christian artists, Christian people that curate content, when, when that now becomes part of commerce and lifestyle and nominations, like uh, there's this great uh, Christian art, uh, 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 artist, artist from the 80s and said that we need to start thinking Satan when we get up and win our awards. He said because only Satan could create a, a, a platform where ministries compete. Ooh. <laughs> that's fire bro wow that's fire so we're saying my ministry is better than yours or it's been on the charts longer my ministry been on the charts longer than yours right so do you see that context absolutely with that context i will ask again now does that give makes make sense about this tension that yeah. you should be living in like you should never be comfortable in that you should always be warring. It's because when you get too much praise, if it's too easy for you, then you've lost some of your attention. Like you should war with receiving too much glory. Yeah, absolutely. I hate receiving glory, so I'm, I'm good on the tension. I mean, like, don't tell me nothing. This is, you know, I remember one time I did something. This guy was like, I, I thank God. And he was like, but you did the work. And I was like, so? Wow. 
That's my point. That's are you, my point. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, this is how I see the world, like, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, that's my worldview. Yeah. My worldview is very monotheistic about everything, everything that I am the manager of everything, but the owner of nothing. Yeah, I love that you said that in the room. Like you, your your process. You know, we had talked about this before, but you, I like how you talk about songwriting. Like you are, just, you know, it's it's a vessel. God gives it to me. I give it back. That's I'm it. a piece of the puzzle. That's a it. lot of times, we, you know, gospel or otherwise, I am the originator, and this pours out of me. You know what I mean? It it, it seems to be you seem you see the world like you are a piece of the puzzle. One plants, one waters. God gets the increase. You know, yeah. the bee does this, the yes. rain does this, the soil. Yes. Yes. You're just a part of that yes. process of, of giving God the glory. And that should not be unique to me. Mm. That should be bibliocentric to every person that subscribes to what we believe in. It's because it's bibliocentric to be able to have that type of construct. Yeah. That, that, that is where we execute from. That, that, that we execute from everything being a very vertical context of that we are only here to execute what the Father loans us to do. Are y'all listening? Cause I got a lot more questions. We ain't gonna be able to get through all this. We're gonna have to have three thirty service, you know. <laughs> but y'all, I want y'all to hear hear him, especially if you're a creator. And I think there may be, maybe. And you know, sometimes when you get old, you can say a little more stuff, you know, because you know, you know, it is somebody getting older now. It's like I'm gonna say this, yeah, and the world. And maybe that is the reason why we have lost our souls. Maybe that's why nobody is cutting for our music and our sermons and our engagement is because maybe we looked in the mirror one day and said the carnal sin. We said, I. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's why. Why, why would I loan you my car when all you're going to go do is put your rims on it? That's my car. Right. You didn't change the paint color. You ain't asked me nothing. Right. You said you was going to go run down to 7-Eleven. You've been gone for, for seven days. And you come back, you're going to change the paint color. Right. It's not your car. Yeah. It's not for you to do whatever you want to do. And we get mad because the people don't respond to that. See, in the kingdom, we lead by gift. Mm-hmm. Everybody's so gifted that we are so, um, we, 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 we're so enamored by gift. But then when it comes to lifestyle, we look past if a Negro is smashing, if a Negro not living right, if they, if, you know, if they, if they showing up like this, whatever we want to do, it's because we're so enamored by the gift. Mm-hmm. And so maybe that is the reason why we have no sauce is because God is not going to loan us something that we're not good stewards of. I'm not going to give you anything of mine if I can't trust you to give it back. That is... That is good. One thing, this ain't even on my deck. I just wouldn't always wanted to ask you this. I have personally appreciated this from you, but you've also caught a lot of flack for this. You are pretty much, you're pretty open. You were the first gospel artist I could ever remember in life saying, oh, no, I struggle with that. Yeah, buddy. On TV. Yeah, buddy. And then people threw it in. You see what Kirk did? Mm-hmm. But then I was at home like, whew, because <laughs> I thought it was just, because I hadn't seen a Maxim magazine, and I, you know, wouldn't read the Bible when I Mine saw it. Mine was Black Tail magazine. Oh, that, that, Black that, Tail? That, was, that was my weapon of trust. Black oh. Tail magazine. Lord oh. Jesus. 
Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, Blacktail Magazine, that was my weapon of choice. See, I'm glad that I'm glad God set me free before the internet. Now, I never experienced all the internet stuff. I heard that that's a doggone monster itself. But Blacktail Magazine, you can go down to the liquor store down there and get to Blacktail Magazine and, you know, go about your business. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Oh. And I really thought. And I really thought marriage was going to fix it, and it didn't, mm. you know. Mm. And and I'll never forget my uh, second year being married. Uh, me, me and wifey were in the hotel. We were we were at the Nico Hotel in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember the Nico. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I we, never heard of yeah, that. Yeah, the the Nico right right off right off of Wilshire. That's that's what's called then. And we were laying in bed, and I said to Tim, I said, I have something to tell you. I said, I've got something that I'm struggling with that you don't know about that I need to let you, and it's killing me to not let you know. Mm-hmm. And I told my wife, I said, I, I struggle with pornography. I was 27 years old, 27 years old, and I said, I struggle with pornography. And and Tammy did life with me. And Dr. Tony Evans, uh, the reason why I love him so much, the reason why he's such a father to me and such a big hero to me is because I had other pastors, and I'm going to keep it a buck. I've, I've had pastors at that time when I was in my 20s struggling, pastors that were world-renowned pastors. pastors. Mm-hmm. I mean, mega pastors from different parts of the country, and I would talk to them about what I was going through, and all I would do is get prayer. I didn't need prayer. Right. I, need prin- I needed principles. Give me some tangible tools. Give me some tools of how to be. And Pastor Evans walked me through the process. And, you know, by God's grace, you know, only by grace, one day at a time, it's been 21 years. Wow. And, 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 and that showed me how real God is. Now, 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 do I still have to check my eyes? Do I still have to watch my eyes? Women are beautiful. I see women's. I, I, I can see women's just walk by. I, I, you know, and, and I like all kinds of women's. Little, little women's, big women's, young women's, old women's. You know, they can pick me up, put me on their hip. You know what I'm saying? You know, they can, they can go feed me. They, you know, I have to, I have to die. I, I am, I am never going to ever think that I'm the doctor. Right. I'm going to always live as a patient. Yeah. I'm going to always live as a patient. I'm going to always live dependent and needy of God's hand on my life. Never. I'm never the doctor. And I think that that spirit of Christian elitism has always made Christians when they fall, it's so hard because they were so high. See, the lower you stay, the fall is nothing but a stumble. Oh. I never said that before. Craig! <laughs> Where my camera? Where my camera? Where my camera? Oh, the thing I love is like, even though you were, you didn't have to be open about it. Mm. You was on TV Mm -hmm. and you caught flat. I got flat. But here's what's funny the Oprah show contacted us. Really? Because before that, Donnie McClurk and Yolanda Adams and I were on a tour called Hopeville. Mm hmm. I was on tour. Donnie was talking about uh, his life, uh, you know, um, his his journey with same sex desires, and I was talking about my issues with um, with women and being very promiscuous in pornography. And we would talk about it almost every night on stage. Mm -hmm. I was on the cover of C. I I was on the cover of Charisma magazine talking about it. Mm -hmm. I'd been on the Seven Hundred Club. So in the Christian community, I was already. Telling my story, right, and so that's how they caught it because I was all. And but see, here's the thing, and and uh, and Kanye asked me this question the first time that he and I became cool. Um, it's because he asked me about the pornography piece. He was getting a Blacktail magazine in his documentary. 
Yeah, I know. I know. And I was like, oh, my God. I didn't want you to know that I didn't introduce him to that. I didn't. <laughs> that one on me. <laughs> right, Black Tail had a whole other community. <laughs> Black Tail. And it still do. Black it's Tail. Still out there. Black Tail still got a hold on the community. <laughs> Literally, Black Tail got a hold on the community. Uh, but but um, I just remember um, him, him asking me about it. What I learned about that Oprah piece is that when I agreed to go on because I talked to my wife, my kids, my pastor, you know, just, you know, just to get accountability, everybody thought it'd be an opportunity to minister at a, on a bigger platform. Yep. And I noticed that because the response was not like the response in the church community, this is what I found out. Mainstream platforms are not built, the DNA of them, they are not built for redemption. Mm. They're not built for redemption. They're built for sensationalism. That is so true. Yeah. They're not built for you to be better. They're not built for you to be able to say that I got better. No. No. It's no. just to tear you down. Yeah. Even if they build you up to yeah. tear you down, yeah. the, the, the tear down is always yes. the key. Yes. Yes. I remember a guy being on that show that said uh, it was it, it was it was like an expert or somebody that said you will always struggle with this thing. Mm -hmm. And and I just remember sitting in the audience after she interviewed me going, no, that's 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 not my story. It's because I truly believe everything physical and visible is first preceded by that which is spiritual and invisible. Mm -hmm. So I believe before it's manifested physically and 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 uh, 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 physically and and visibly, mm -hmm. its origin is is spiritual and invisible. Right. And so because my 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 place of execution is always spiritual, I have seen God be very kind to me in that space. Now, mind you, I got to walk in grace. I can't be in a fool. Certain things, certain music videos I can't watch. Yeah. You know, like I ain't never seen a Meg Thee Stallion I video. Yeah, yeah, I don't. It's, I, I can't see Meg Thee Stallion. I don't know. Who's that? Who's that? Is that a rapper or something yeah. from Houston? <laughs> I don't know. From, from where? From Houston. <laughs> It just seems like a Houston type it just, of name. It just sounds like that, right? It yeah. Sounds like yeah, that. Yeah. I wouldn't, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, there's just some things I can't engage in because, right. you know, I have to walk in grace. I'm not that strong. I'm not that guy. Right. <laughs> You're not that guy, pal. I'm not that guy. <laughs> All yeah. right. So this is, I, I don't mean to get too off track and I don't want to hold you too long, but I'm going to hold you a little longer. I'm fine. Uh, First of all, I'm having a great time. I'm so having a time, time of my life. Yeah. I like I when they go off script. Yeah, Even though yeah. Marquita did all this work, Marquita, you know you did your <laughs> things before God to get the glory. So I want to kind of- just a vessel. <laughs> just a vessel. So I want to go through real quickly. And and first of all, they're very thick. Oh, so yeah, you, they're very thick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're prepared. Oh, yeah. yeah. Marquita badly can prepare me. All right, I want to take a quick break from the show and talk to you about Revolt TV's new program, The Crew League, Season 3. Watch your favorite artist step on the court in Season 3 of The Crew League from executive producers Sean Diddy Combs and Chris Brown. This fast-paced original series showcases hip-hop's biggest stars and their crews competing on the hardwood to win a $200,000 cash prize. Watch Chris Brown, Anul, Tusi, NLE, NLE Chopper, G Herbo, YK Osiris, and more battled out for the chip. I know all those rappers. The rosters are bigger and better than ever with heated rivalries and stars seeking revenge from falling short. See who makes the finals and who gets sent home. Only one team will walk away on top. Mm -mm -mm. With your hosts, Aiden Ross and Buster Shear, providing the play-by-play -play and sideline reporting from Gorilla Nims. There's enough entertainment, excitement, and surprises to keep you at the edge of your screen. Big-time moments call for big-time players. Find out which rapper turned Hooper is really calling the shots. Stream episodes of The Crew League, Season 3, exclusively in the Revolt app, YouTube, and watch Revolt 
revolt.com. Follow at revolt on Instagram and TikTok for exclusive content and behind the scenes clips. Clips. And now back to the show. Um, 1993, you get your first recording contract. You got the family. Okay. First gospel debut album to sell 1 million records. Um, then you got Christmas album. You got this. I mean, it's just, poof, 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 poof. but then you go to the rebirth of Kirk Franklin. I want to talk about that album, right? Because that's the, you know, they say an artist's first three albums is this. And I mean, everybody, we, I mean, it was like hip hop. It was, you were beloved. And Wuha, I remember I was like, cause I listened to Wuha, yeah. I didn't tell my mom. Yeah. But I was like, and she didn't know what that was. When Wuha the Holy was. Spirit comes, you know it comes correct. Wuha, <laughs> got you all that you. It was great. I was flipping all of the mainstream <laughs> songs. God, you remember that? Oh, what? When the Holy Spirit comes, you know it comes correct. Wuha, got so you all that you. Yeah. Cause you made it cool, right? But then you felt like the Rebirth, I remember the Rebirth album is, is personally my favorite. What? Really, my favorite album. Wow. It holds a special place in my heart because I got my first car, and the Rebirth album is the first album I purchased with my own wow. money. My Geo Storm, the driver's door did not close. Geo Storm was fire. Woo! Mine wasn't, but the car was. <laughs> I had red tape to keep the door closed, and I had to get in like a NASCAR driver or through the <laughs> other side. Jeez! And I remember how it started and make some Holy Ghost crazy noise right now. Let me hear you. Mike, come on, come on, Mike. Come and on. And the skit at the beginning. Oh, stop crying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop crying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut up. Yeah, buddy. Come on, mom. Let me just give it to you one more time. I was like, this is crazy, man. <laughs> what the baby? It's dark outside. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was so visible. Like, wow. we were listening, but I could see it. Wow. You know, many of you don't know, Sarah Jakes Roberts is the person who answers the phone on the 911 song. Yes, yes. Uh, I recognized it. I was like, that's, that's Sarah Jakes. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I asked her, she was like, that is me. <laughs> but anyway, I want to talk about that album because you came here and you didn't really drop, but you, you, no, you no, yourself, no, no. you was, felt it was, like it was, it, it, it was definitely transition. It, it was a transition for me in many ways. I was very lost after stump. Mm. Stump was such a juggernaut, right? Yeah. You know that, and the attention it brought, Again, for a kid that was looking for attention. Yeah. Is I got lost in it. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, man, I had TV pilot deals with ABC and Universal. I was all over the place. I'm, 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 I mean, we were on Nickelodeon. We were doing all the mainstream. I'm, I mean, you know, you know, the Billboard Awards. Like, it was a lot. Right. And then it was a lot internally because uh, God's property was not my group. Mm-hmm. But because I was on the record so much and I was, you know, a, a lot of the tension was kind of flowing in in my direction and the label and different things were kind of alienating, even including myself, you know, and as I was even arrogant and kind of caught on myself that we were alienating this 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 lady whose group God's property was. She was a school teacher. Um, um she she was she was a really nice middle aged lady uh, who was not jumping around on stage with us, but she formed that group, mm. and so there there began to be this tension where um, she, she ended up suing the record label, and 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 she ended up suing me. Some of the kids went with me, some of the kids went with her, and it was bad. And then the family. A, a year or so later sued me because they felt like that I left them out and that they were in a, a, a bad situation because of me. So I felt so embarrassed and so humiliated because I felt like, man, all I was trying to do is because, you know, the, 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 the foundation of any album is songwriting. Yeah. And, you know, 
by the Lord's kindness, these were songs that I was writing or songs that God was loaning me, right? Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't like anybody was doing any publishing or any royalty. Right. Or it wasn't that. But that's the image that people got of me that I was stealing money from people. I was the songwriter. Mm-hmm. And I was the sole 100% songwriter. You know, like nobody was, you know, was was co-writing in the back. You know what I'm saying? You know, right. I didn't have no ghostwriters except for the that's thing. The ghost, the, the, Holy, the Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost don't need <laughs> no publishing. <though. laughs> and so, and so, you know, I was very embarrassed by the accusations. It's because in the court of public opinion, I was guilty, mm-hmm. and so I didn't. And while at the same time, I was also caught by the mainstream bug of stomp. So really, I wanted to do more type of secular sound of music. That's why the next album was Revolution. And, mm-hmm. you know, like, 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 I'm going to tell you something. I, I had no idea something about the name Jesus was as big of a song it was until years later. Because I was so lost in Revolution. Really? Yeah, man. I, I, I wanted to be more mainstream. And then I did that other group called One and Seed. Yep. Nobody really liked it because it was a knockoff of God's property. And then I did the Kingdom Come soundtrack. Yep. So, you know, I was in this mainstream place. I didn't want to do anything else. And so it was the label that said, you know, you've, you've lost some of your core audience. And you may want to go back and do what you originally did. And I didn't want to do it. And then my question was to them, and who am I going to do it with? Family suing me, God's property, you know, so who who am I going to do this album with? Everybody's, you know, they, you know, I'm I'm an evil God, everybody. And and I was shameful and I was shame and I was spending most of my time in Los Angeles then uh, working on that Kingdom Come soundtrack and one at sea. And so to come back to Fort Worth, Dallas and try to put together something for this live album, I'll just, I'll never forget, Kev, I'll never forget being at the crib. And, 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 and like real talk King, I told the Lord, Lord, if you want me to do this album, if you want me to do that type of album, you got to give me songs. I don't have anything like that. I don't have anything. The first song that night God gave me was my hands were made to worship you. (laughs) First song. And after I played that song, I remember getting on the floor and just saying, I am so sorry. If 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 this is going to be the type of music that you're going to blow my way, I am so sorry. Wow, I, I will never forget it. And and some friends of mine said, "Man, you know what? Some people would want to sing with you. Just do some auditions. Won't you? Won't you? Won't you make a call that you're doing an audition for a choir?" Man, that Saturday, that church was packed full of people that wanted to be in that rebirth choir. Really? I had no idea. I was so I was so humble. And the reason why that album is such a big moment for me, if it's it's because every album before that was called if 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 you look at the titles, it was Kurt Franklin and yep. Kurt Franklin and and I did not know if people were going to buy because I can't sing. Right. You know, it's like, well, they are not gonna buy anything if it's not, you know, connected to the family of God's property. And so with that album, I just took a chance and I said, instead of calling it anything, I'll just call it, I'll make the entire title The Rebirth of Kirk Franklin. Wow. I didn't even know. I, this is news to me. Yeah. And likely news to you. Yeah. This is recent. And you that's know? why I called it that. that. That's why I call it The Rebirth of Kirk Franklin, is because I could not call it Kirk Franklin and something. And so God just gave me an idea. You know what? Since since the album feels really special like that, I was getting better theology up under Pastor Evans. I was growing yeah. spiritually. I kind of saw my life changing. You know, like 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 it's encouraging when you start seeing your own junk change, right? right you know right, what I'm saying? Right. It's like, man, I'm 
changing a little bit. Yeah. So it just felt like rebirth, you know? And so wow. I call it the rebirth of Kirk Franklin. That is so interesting. I mean, this is just, I'm I'm blown away. And by God's grace since then, I've been able to call every album now just Kirk Franklin and people buy it. That like, is, that's what shocked me because I just knew they weren't going to buy it because I don't sing. That is, I, that's imposter syndrome. My boy, Stephon Lewis is a therapist. He'd be working with me on that. Mm. And it's so crazy as a consumer, we was like, Kirk. Whoever wow. the end is, cool. We love whoever the come after the end. But it was Kirk. And your name was at the beginning of it. But as a person, and that's very different as the person well, there. And not know, only like, that, Kev, one one of the uh one of the negatives about the gospel community, it's a small community. So whether it's the label or the execs or the ARs or all the managed whatever, mm -hmm. it's such a small community, you can you you know what a lot of people are thinking because people are saying it. So I knew that it was very much, okay, well, who are he doing it with? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's because, <laughs> you know, in our community, everything is copy, paste, copy, paste. <laughs> so it's like, if you have a group, if you have a, if, if you do music, it's mainly going to be you and somebody. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why that happened. Man, that album's 20 years old. It's 20 years old. And that's at, at what? You was 32 at the time? I was 32. I, I, I was 30 when I recorded it. And it came out uh, and when I was 32. Wow. That's amazing. You also don't know this is a funny story. You had came to Tacoma one time. And, uh, and <laughs> you had the best show ever. We opened for you. And I put it on my bio for a long time. Wow. Open for Kirk Franklin. And that's when I realized the people who come don't know who's open for them because they might not even be at the venue yet. So I could put out open for any gospel artist. There's no way to confirm it or not. But we was in the dressing room that we didn't know was for you. And, and some guy came in. I don't even think he was with you. He was at the church. And they was like, all right, man, Kirk's coming. Y'all scoot over. And I, was, I thought he meant literally scoot over. I was like, oh, sure. There's a huge room. They were like, no, okay, maybe I didn't. Leave this place and go away from this room. Kirk is coming. We were like, oh, okay. We weren't even tripping. Then you came in. You didn't even go in the room. You came by. You're like, what's up, y'all? You went right from like a the car to the stage. Really? I was like, why'd you kick us out? <laughs> I'm sorry. No, you didn't do it. And it wasn't even your people. It was the, you know, the, you know how church people be. We done brought Kirk. He got to have his room here. <laughs> He on his way. The people done cook. We got him some tea and some crackers in that room. That's Kirk's tea and Kirk's crackers. <laughs> Why y'all in ain't Kirk's crackers? Yeah, I get it. I get it. Bro. I don't think you even know what the church does before you get there because they they took so much ownership. Oh, but anyway, it was a great show. That's beautiful, man. Um, and I went to the, the 20 Years in One Night uh, mm. performance. And that's what I wanted to ask you. Like, And I know you, you know, I know you're the way you see the world. But like, to me... You're the greatest gospel artist of all time. To me, Kevin, and I love all the gospel <laughs> artists. No, I get it, Kirk, but I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> Your music that God loans you, it's always relevant and timeless at the same time. Right? So, like, now behold the lamb. People hearing that for the first time or seeing their first praise dance, they'd be like, I'm going to cry now. I don't even know why. Even if they don't have the same thing that, that I have with it, they still feel like that. But what does it feel like for you to be able to perform songs from – the 80s, 90s, up to mm -hmm. something you released three years ago, and then your people want to come see you love all of it. Because everybody doesn't have that. Some people only have the old stuff or the new stuff. You got 20, 25 years of, almost 30 years of stuff that people love. Mm -hmm. it, it's it's overwhelming. It is. Mm -hmm. it, it's an overwhelming feeling. It's a, 
Uh, sometimes it gives me anxiety. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I sometimes I have panic attacks about it. Really? Literally, no, 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 my God. Like, literally panic attacks. Oh, attack. really you oh, do? yeah. Oh, yes. What do you think it is? I just have panics about being live and just from, you know, you know, I, 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 um, I'm I'm an odd bird. I really am. <laughs> I'm an odd bird. You know. You know. You know. You know. You know. Everything about a weird artist. I am. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. You know. <laughs> as much as I'm, I as 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 much as I am an extrovert, I'm also an introvert. You know right. what I'm saying. And I and I and I think that it's. I think that because I have seen glory crush so many people, mm-hmm. I have anxiety. I have anxiety about it. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. I really do. We're going to do something a little different, Kirk, and we're about to wrap up. The Holy Ghost has touched me on the side. What, what did he say? He said, hurry up. Okay. Okay. He said, hurry up. Okay. He said, hurry up. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to name an album title, and you just tell me the first thing that comes to mind, five words or less. Okay. okay? Hero. <sighs> Excited. Okay. Hello, fear. Anxiety. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lose my religion. Depression. Long live love. Fear and hope. That's that is so interesting. <laughs> I do I mean mm-hmm. I, I almost feel bad that God chose you. Because we over here jamming and you like <laughs> yeah, I'm over going. I'm over having a bipolar fit. <laughs> you going through hell, and we like woo woo. Yeah, yeah, you know, but, like but, but 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 I but 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 you are a content creator. Yeah, you know, you know. That's true. You know what we emotionally deal with privately, right? You know it. Absolutely. It is. It is. It is. We're di- it, you know, and it's not a thing of trying to be elitist. No, you, no. You know, there's there's a you know, you know, like the old adages, you when as you live longer, you begin to understand, you know, when when you when you see creatives, you know, that, you know, that, you know, they overdose or mm-hmm. or, you know, they get kind of sexual scandals or you see all of these vices that chase creatives. It's because creatives are always trying to find ways to deal with normal. It's because we don't do normal well. Kirk, you I want to tell you something real quick and I hate to interrupt you. I've been doing good. This past President's Day, I had a full day off, like nothing. I almost lost my mind. I know. I was like, let me just give notes. The, the, the episode is up. All right. Uh, I get you. I was I, I couldn't my wife was like, Can you be still? Nope. I, I have nothing nope. to do. Nope. This pandemic, I'm surprised nobody caught me with pictures running down the street <laughs> naked with a flip-flop on. Uh, with 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 a with a necklace, and a and 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 a and 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 a Mickey Mouse watch, <laughs> because the world stopped. Yeah, and my ability to connect with it stopped, and I had to go back to that therapist couch because oh, yeah. I didn't do well. I didn't do well. I didn't. One of my mentors told me, and you'll love this. One of my mentors told me in 1997, and we were on tour. Stomp is at his height. Stomp is smoking, and we're at the 
the amphitheater in Los Angeles mm-hmm. sold out. All the big stars are there, and there's there's a pastor out there that's kind of been like father to me too, Kenneth Homer. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, he said to me back then, he said he said, creative people have a hard time living in the created space because most of their time is living in a space that's not yet created. So like that, like that, that microphone, we see it now, but it had to be the idea for someone. So whoever, whoever had that idea, they were someplace else when they created it. The problem with creative people, they're more comfortable there than they are here. That's why we don't do, that's why you see our marriages always fail. That's why you see us always dependent on some type of medication just to get through. That's why drugs and sex always are vices is because the real world is more difficult for us than that world. Kirk, you, what? I'm supposed to ask you about Mm -hmm. albums and stuff. (laughs) What's your Sunday best? That's what I'm supposed (laughs) to be talking about. Oh my God! But you can't pivot, so we can stay. No, where you want to stay. man, that's that is so. I I have had that feeling, oh, yeah. and I couldn't put. My, I remember this last tour. I told Josh and a couple of friends there were some times towards the end of the tour mm-hmm. when I had tweaked the joke as far as it could go, mm-hmm. and I was I was like having an out of body experience. I was like watching myself perform, thinking about what I would do on my next hour yes. because the current hour was like. This is it. This is as good as this is going to get. And I got two months left. And not like in a bragging way. No, I got you. I have just done everything. I've been on tour for seven of the eight months. I got 50 shows left of 160. I, 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 I want to do something new. But I never realized that was the thing. Like, I'm always, right now we're thinking about this. I'm like, this is going great. I got to give notes on this script as soon as I get back to the hotel. Yeah. Look at Andy Kaufman. Look at Robin Williams. Yeah. Look, at, uh, look at John Belushi. Look at all of these funny people that privately look at look at uh, Richard Pryor and yeah. just um, um, uh, these funny people. Most of the time, live in these darkest places. Yeah, yeah. Man, what's your favorite cereal? <laughs> <laughs> we gonna close multi-grain out Cheerios. <laughs> Multi-grain. Yeah. Has it been like that for a long time? In about the last 10, 15 years. It's out on saying. Ain't nobody gonna be coming to pay no money to see me running around with a stomach. True. <laughs> with, my, with my butt crack showing in the back to my ladies and gentlemen. Hold on, y'all give me a minute to breathe. <laughs> this is describing me. My butt crack is out right now. That's why but I got you, do, you can stand still and do what you do. People pay to come see me run around on stage. That's true. They want to see you merely rocking. So I can't be up there eating no uh, honeycombs. <laughs> <laughs> You remember Honeycomb? Oh, yeah. So here's what we're going to do, Kirk. Ten questions. It's Kev's top ten. All we ask is that you give the honest opinion on these answers. I'm good. Who is your favorite person? My favorite person. That is a that is a brilliant question. Brilliant. Mark Peter Bradley. It's, I think, my favorite person, if I can be honest, it'll, it's, it's Tony Evans. I'm impressed with people that can but don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm 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 impressed with that level of restraint. Yeah. I am. I am. It's because I'm a man and I know what discipline it takes to be in such restraint that you choose not to get the bigger house when you can. But you live around the corner from the church for over thirty six years. You can walk from his crib to the church. And the church is on a whole block. Whole block. And you can walk. He's lived in that house for almost forty years. Green carpet. Green carpet. Green green carpet. 
with with am, am I lying telling the truth? And and you know how grandmama's house got too much furniture in the living room? <laughs> he got too much furniture in the house. It's like you can hardly move around. And one of the greatest theologians of the 21st century. Wow. Facts. Tony Evans. Okay. <clears throat> what was one of your happiest moments? Hmm. Seeing God not counting my sins against me. I thought you was going to say like your first tour or something. <laughs> that is a, that is a eternal moment. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Okay. What was one of your saddest moments? One of, one of my saddest moments. When I find myself just, just fighting to survive life and, and, mm. and, and I have them often. And they're very sad moments. They're very sad moments when I find myself sometimes in these hopeless moments. When 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 I when I have these crashes. When 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 I when I have a hard time believing that it's going to get better. Mm-hmm. And 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 that's a very transparent, candid truth. You know, I have very high highs and very low lows. Yeah. And when I have those lows, they get really, really, really low. Mm. You know, not not to a point that 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 I'll ever be in danger. It's it's never that because those lows they do push me to the cross. They push right. me to, to to my time with God. And so what? So what I try to develop is you know the the uh, uh, one of my favorite theologians also is a uh, Charles Stanley. I don't know if mm. you heard of Charles Stanley. Yeah, white um, elder white man out of Atlanta. One he's a great theologian, great author, very well known guy. And and uh, he makes a statement that. Whatever pushes us to our knees is good. Mm. <laughs> ah, sugar or butter, sugar and butter or salt and pepper in your grits? Neither. You don't eat grits? I don't eat grits. That's actually worse. <laughs> as, 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 <laughs> my son don't eat grits. And I'm like, is your black boy? <laughs> Sweet potato pie or pumpkin pie? Sweet potato pie. If I do, if 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 I would, I understand. Uh-huh. Anita Baker, Patty Labelle. I said Anita. Okay, I know her so well. I would love her music my whole life. Favorite black saying. Finna. <laughs> so simple, so perfect. Finna. What excites you? Creativity. Mm-hmm. What bores you? The lack of creativity. Got it. Last one. What do you want your legacy to be? He really loved Jesus. Man, that was I want to say more profound things. <laughs> so as I let you go, what are you what are you creating next that you're thinking about now? Whatever platforms that God will loan me and 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 trust me with to make him famous. I just want to make God famous in culture, you know, and I know that some Christians get offended when, when I use the word famous, I think that they're being too deep is Mm -hmm. I think that it is just a, it's a vernacular. It's a colloquialism that is just, that it's it's just common to society. Right. And so, um, we, we, we have to understand that God responds, uh, to the heart behind the word. Right. It's all about the intent behind the word. I want God. What is the definition of famous? Well known. Yeah. I want God to be well known. That's all we just have. Nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody named Jesus. That's, that's all I want to do. That's all we are. That's all I want to do. 
Ladies and gentlemen, Kirk Franklin, legend, servant, man, friend. Follow him, Kirk Franklin. Well, you tell them where they can follow you, Kirk, or follow Jesus, and then just you, you know go on Twitter with Kirk. <laughs> you can follow me on. You can follow me on Black Planet. <laughs> I'm also on MySpace. <laughs> Kirk Franklin, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. You can watch this. Completely ad free on the Kevin Stage Studios app. Otherwise, you can watch it later on on YouTube, wherever podcasts are found. Follow Kirk as he follows God and follow Amen. me as well as I follow Kirk and God. <laughs> See you next time. Peace. Thank you, Kirk. Oh Thank my you, God. Man.